This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville has lifted his abortion-driven hold on military promotions. Job satisfaction at the Homeland Security Department has increased. And GAO blames staffing shortages for the failure of federal agencies to battle cyber attacks. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Wednesday, December 6th, 2023. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. The wait is finally over for more than 400 service members. The Senate confirmed 425 military nominations after Senator Tommy Tuberville lifted his months-long hold on those promotions, initiated because of the senator's opposition to the Pentagon's abortion policy. The Defense Department said on Tuesday afternoon that Tuberville's blockade will continue to impact at least 11 officers who were up for promotion to the level of four-star general. Those key senior positions include the commander of the U.S. Pacific Fleet, the commander of Pacific Air Forces, as well as the commander of Northern Command and the commander of Cyber Command. Another CIO is on the move. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. Andre Mendez, the Commerce Department's chief information officer, is retiring from federal service after 14 years. Mendez will become the new CIO of Tarrant County, Texas. Mendez has been the Commerce CIO for more than four years, coming to the headquarters in 2019 after being the CIO for the International Trade Administration Bureau. His last day at Commerce is December 31st. It's unclear who will be the interim CIO. Mendez says in a post on LinkedIn that the decision to leave Commerce was a combination of a great opportunity and the ability to live full-time in Texas instead of commuting weekly to Washington. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. USPS faces questions about what a major overhaul of its delivery network will mean for employees and customers. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee Chairman Gary Peters is asking USPS whether the network consolidation will have an impact on its total workforce headcount. USPS says no layoffs will occur because of these network changes, but some employees' jobs may be at risk of being relocated. Peters is also asking USPS if it anticipates these changes will have any impact on customers' level of access to its services. The American Postal Workers Union is asking many of the same questions. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Some federal employees will soon be able to see what it's like to work at another agency. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman has more. A new rotation program offers temporary assignments to feds currently working in IT and cyber. The six-month to one-year rotations aim to both develop skills and encourage retention of cyber employees in government. The retention efforts come as more than a third of federal cybersecurity positions are vacant. A new platform from the Office of Personnel Management lets agencies advertise openings in the rotation program. And going forward, agencies will coordinate an open application period each November, but can still post openings at any time of the year. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. Agencies continue to face challenges in responding to cybersecurity incidents. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. Staffing shortfalls are one of the biggest impediments agencies face in combating cyber incidents. That's according to a new Government Accountability Office report, which reviewed the incident response capabilities of the 24 big Chief Financial Officers Act agencies. 
16 agencies told GAO they need more employees to carry out incident response activities and staff their security operations centers. And 20 agencies don't meet IT logging requirements set by the White House due to what they say is a lack of funding as well as technical challenges. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. The Department of Homeland Security normally ranks near the bottom of the best places to work in government, but for 2023, that may be turning around. Engagement and satisfaction are improving among DHS employees, according to the results of this year's Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey, or FEVS. DHS employees reported a 3% increase in questions on their engagement and morale at work. For job satisfaction, DHS's scores jumped up by six points, which is three times the government-wide average increase. A federal watchdog is bringing in new leadership for its work in science and technology. The Government Accountability Office has hired a former research nonprofit official, Sterling Thomas, as its next chief science officer. He'll lead a growing portfolio of work on GAO's science, technology assessment, and analytics team. Thomas held the same title at his previous job at Noblis, a not-for-profit science, technology, and strategy organization. His research work there included using artificial intelligence to detect sophisticated cyber attacks. Members of the House want to create more pathways for cyber talent to find a job in government. The Federal Cybersecurity Workforce Expansion Act, introduced this week, would create a registered apprenticeship program at the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. Under the proposed bill, an apprenticeship would turn into a job at CISA or another entity that contributes to national cybersecurity. And the legislation would also create a cybersecurity training program at the Department of Veterans Affairs. Under a new bill in Congress, the Defense Department would have the authority and resources to implement cutting-edge technologies more quickly and easily. Congressman Darrell Issa and Senator Joni Ernst's new JADC2 Implementation Act aims to cut the timeline of putting these key technologies into the hands of warfighters. One way the bill would do that is to require the Chief Digital and Artificial Intelligence Officer to operate a factory-based approach for software development that allows for continuous deployment of tools from multiple vendors. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Wednesday, December 6th, 2023, I'm Peter Masurlian.